Worldwide Podcast, talking all things NFL. Now here's your hosts, Woot and Why. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Woot and Why Show. This is our bold predictions episode, an episode that we love every year. I'm Josh Woot. This is Joshua. Joshua. I just, I just, you know, you can it's say your own name. Just the half, the first half of the J. Yeah. Yeah. This is, J- and then you think after pod uh, podcasting back to back nights, oh, three nights in a row. Tomorrow night will be our fourth night in a row. That we'd probably be in sync by now, but unfortunately not. Uh, two hundred plus episodes. No, nah, just. Still rusty as day one. We're sitting on 269 yesterday before I uploaded our uh, Super Bowl predictions. A little part of me wanted to wait just to leave the 69 there a little bit longer, but uh, 270 now. Wow. There you go. True story. All right. (laughs) We've got our buddy on the line. Like we do every every year. Every every bold predictions episode. Josh asked me last night, why do we get Scott on for this? And I say, because it's just just how it's always been. (laughs) And we didn't have any... I don't know why, but, it, but we, we love did, it. We wouldn't we, have it any other way. Yeah, we were just like I don't. I can't remember how it started that we do bold predictions with Scott, but this is this is where we are in 2017. And yes, like why I said, we wouldn't have it any other way. How are you, Scott? I'm well, boys. Thank you for inviting me back for one more year of onion hanging. Yeah. Uh, Although looking at some of your sheets, it feels like you're in the kiddie pool. Why, I mean, Joshua in the uh, in the deep ocean. Uh, I've been carrying you boys for the last few years with these ones, so I thought I'd give you a chance to catch up and just be slightly milder with my takes this year. Okay. All right, fair enough. In saying that, let's let's get cracking, and we'll. Uh, I think we'll just go in the order of the dock. Fine. And we'll just go team by team here. Uh, so Scott, then Woot, then I. And uh, Scott, start us off with uh, Umaro. Uh, we, 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 we can't. We, Dip our star. Umaro Una. We can't dawdle, though. No. There, there is two, there's there is, a lot to we, get through. If we do a little bit of math, and I did advanced math, 32 teams, three of us, that is 96 bold predictions. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of bold predictions. Wow. Anyway. This is uh, coming from the guy who I just asked, how many hours is it between now and 1 o'clock tomorrow? And you said 3 p.m. <laughs> I said 3 a.m. I thought you meant 1 p.m. United States time. I was flushing some but it did, time zone knowledge, but <laughs> didn't quite work out. Brilliant. Hey, I spelt CJ Fedorowicz right yesterday, so you know. All right, going all going all the way. All right, start us off, Numero Uno, Scott. Let's let's do it. I'll start with the New England Patriots. Am I? That's correct. That is That's correct. correct. Cool. Uh, I'm going to say that the Patriots last year in their Super Bowl winning year, they had eight players overall score three or more touchdowns in some capacity. I reckon they're going to up that. They're going to have at least ten players on their roster, considering that offense. And considering that they could potentially have some special teams and defensive return touchdowns, at least 10 players on that team will account for three touchdowns this year, not including Brady passing. Obviously. Three Brady rushing touchdowns. That'll count. (laughs) That'll count. That'll count. That counts as one. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, So far, you're in the big pool. I think that's pretty bold. That's that's pretty bold. That's pretty bold. All right. My it's a bold strategy, Cotton. We we could use the bold strategy drop every single pick. 96 times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my bold prediction. I'm doubling down on my uh, white receiver friend in New England, Chris Hogan. Uh, last season, I had him to was it to lead the to lead the team in receptions at New England, and he unfortunately he just fell shy. But uh, this season, I'm going with Chris Hogan to lead New England in touchdowns. Wow. Oh, over Gronk. Over Gronk. Will uh, he have at least three? 
Yeah, he'll be fine. He will. He will. All right. He uh, led wide receivers at New England in touchdowns last year. Now he's going to topple Gronk. When as you well. said white wide receiver in New England, no, I did. I was, to think which one? It's just a plethora. I know. That's yeah, just gritty guys. Everyone else just frowns upon them where New England just pick them up. Yep. Uh, my bold prediction is Tom Brady will retire at season's end, even though he says he's going to play for the next four or five years. Uh, I have a feeling that the New England are going all in on a one last hurrah with Brady and with Jimmy Garoppolo's contract up. Um, they could tag Jimmy Garoppolo, but you're paying your backup quarterback more than your starter. And I think Tom Brady uh, will retire at season's end. If we want to go a little bit, you know, less hot, maybe he plays for a different team next season. At the end of the season, that, he'll depart the Pats. That will not happen. Not, not, not saying that he won't retire. He, will, I don't, I never see Tom Brady playing for another team. I don't know about you, Scott, but I just can't see him. That whole. Well, what, the whole legacy. What'll be messier? Brett Favre's situation or if this Brady thing comes about, what's going to be messier? Yeah, I, it could get messy, but in saying that, I don't think it will because Brady and Belichick are just have this mutual understanding and appreciation for each other. And if they win the Super Bowl, like many predict, it might be the perfect time for Brady to just walk away. I know he wants to keep playing for the next couple of years. I know Giselle doesn't want him to, so we'll wait and see how that Giselle goes down. doesn't want him to? Yeah, apparently. So, yep. Get out of here, Giselle. Get out of here. That's so uh, yeah. That's my bold prediction. Let's move on, Scott. Start us with uh, team two. Uh, I might not be able to say this one word for word. It has it in the doc, but I'm going to say that <laughs> zero cares given Jay Cutler goes for 4,500 passing yards and 30 touchdowns this year. He is going to play with reckless abandon, zero f's given, and he is going to lead the Dolphins on something extraordinary this year. My dream scenario is Jay Cutler just knocking out the Pats in the playoffs somehow. Just that would be the most Jay Cutler thing ever. No, the best, the best Jay Cutler thing ever would be okay. So to do what Wise just said, to do what Scott has just said, and then my bold prediction of Jay Cutler standing on the sideline smoking a cigarette. That would be terrific. <laughs> Say it comes down to the final game of the season. He's just done Scott's bold prediction, and then he just whips out a cigarette. That would be. That's a dream. That's that's your bold prediction. There you go. Jay Cutler smokes a cigarette on the sideline. He's going to blaze up. <laughs> Seeds. Uh, uh, we could go. We could triple down on that and go with uh, possibly... <laughs> it's a cigar. <laughs> no, we'll say that he'll smoke the cigarette after Kenny Stills catches a 90-yard bomb from Cutler, passing his 1,000-yard season. That's my bold prediction. <laughs> Kenny Stills has a 1,000-yard season in the NFL. Uh, I like his big playability with Jay Cutler's arm, and I think that's not out of the realm of possibility. And in fact, we're drafting right now in two Wooten Wiley. They just drafted Kenny Stills in a round in this draft. So there we go. All in. All right. All right. Scott, thoughts on those, and then take us to our next team. Well, I'm pretty sure that if my ball prediction is going to happen, your ball prediction is going to have to happen. A couple of thousand-yard receivers for him, him and potentially Parker. Gets him to his 4,500. For Buffalo, I didn't really have anything inspiring. They're a very boring team. So I just say that Tredavious White, their rookie corner, is going to lead all rookies interceptions this year. Not bold, but sometimes you just got to go the easy ones. Um, I still think it's bold. I think it's... I mean, it's it's hard to find anything with this, uh, this Buffalo team. I've gone Tyrod T- Taylor to have more rushing yards than Matthews has receiving yards, which is already off to a shaky start considering that Tyrod... <laughs> Is in doubt. Is in doubt. So that makes it even more bold. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. That is pretty bold. <laughs> um, by the way, Scott, if we go quiet for uh, three seconds, we're just playing the it's a bold strategy drop uh, for the third thousandth time of the pod. 
Uh, all right. I'll just think of it as awkward silence. Yep. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> we had plenty of those in our early days. Uh, speaking of uh, Tyra Taylor missing some games, my bold prediction is Nathan Peterman starts more games than Tyrod Taylor. And a part of that is going to be linked back to what I believe uh, will be my Jacksonville Jaguars bold prediction. But yeah, I have Nathan Peterman uh, starts more games than Tyrod Taylor this year. Um, I'll finish this off and we'll sneak back around uh, in the Jets bowl prediction. I have Lachlan Edwards scoring a touchdown. I think he'll score a touchdown. I don't know how or or why it'll happen, but I have Nate, I have Lachlan Edwards scoring a touchdown for the Jets. Oh. I believe in our boy Lock. Oh, I have complete faith in him. There yep. you go. So um, that's, okay. that's not a bold prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it should that's, happen. That's fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my bold prediction for the Jets is that the Jets will score less points this season than either Justin Tucker or Steven Goskowski. So either of those two kickers will score more points than the themselves team. this season alone than the Jets will as a team for the entire year. <laughs> oh, saucy. I like that. You like that? You like that? Scott? All right, I've got it in the dock that I reckon that the Jets are going to go 1-15 this year. That's not too bold, but that one win is going to come in week 17, and it's going to cost New England the number one seed in the AFC. Try that on for bold. Jeez, how how easy do you reckon the the Pats are going to take this final game? It's pretty saucy. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, All right, we're moving on to the next division, and I'll start us off here with... uh, my bold prediction for the Denver Broncos is, and I'm actually going to change it. I'm going to go with something Adam Gotsis related. I think Adam Gotsis recovers a fumble for a touchdown. I'm going to double down on some Aussies back-to-back here. Jets, Broncos, Gotsis, Edwards, uh, touchdown scorers in uh, 2017. All right. I like it. Um, our last season one didn't pan off, did it? They didn't say Gotsis got this on television? Not yet. Is that? No. Not yet. It's still coming. Um, my bold prediction is that Brock Osweiler, who recently was acquired by the Broncos to... You know, just rejoice everywhere in Denver, really. It was fandomonium. Brock uh, will start a game, the handsome man. (laughs) Do you know he's six foot eight? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, poor boy. Wow. I did not want to see Brock Osweiler start a game. He will start a game for Denver this season. Oh, dearie me. All right, Scott. I'm going to start by accusing Josh Wye of plagiarism because my bold pick for Denver last year was a Gotts' strip sack for a touchdown at some stage. So good to see I'm inspiring you. Oh, I said uh, he recovers a fumble. I said nothing of a sack. Thank you very mate, much. Mate, it's same, same. Touchdown. Get Gotts' in the end zone. I'm going to say that Jamal Charles is going to have an otherwise quiet year this year. He's going to have his only 100-yard game at Kansas City, and he's going to throw a touchdown in that game as well. Just a bit throw, of spite. Throw a touchdown. Throw in a touchdown. Let's let's say passing, let's say rushing. He's going to find the end zone in some okay. capacity. Let's right. make it even bolder than I intended it to be. Okay. Speaking of the Chiefs, uh, Scott, double down. I'm going to say that uh, our boy Pat Mahomes is going to start at least six games. It can either come via injury or potentially Andy Reid's is going to get bored of Alex Smith. The Kansas City crowd are going to start calling for Pat, so I might as well chuck him. He's going to start at least six. That's bold. Wow. Mahomes to start six games, like I, could, I mean, if it, you know, if it's injury, that's fine. But I can't see the Chiefs going so bad. But you know, it's bold. I like it. Um, I have Tyreek Hill leading the league in yak or yards after catch, as the oldies call it. But yes. uh, uh, yeah, get with the, get with the uh, abbreviated terms, oldies. <laughs> it's all about the yak. It's all about damn yak. Um, yeah, no, Tyreek Hill, the short little dump. 
<laughs> what a weird place to stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill with the the short little dump passes from Alex Smith. <laughs> uh, I see. Well done. Yeah. Great, great form. Great form from you. Uh, all right. My bold prediction is Woot won't stuff up in a pod this year. <laughs> uh, Travis Kelsey has 100-plus catches. I think with Macklin gone, Kelsey's the, the main weapon on this offense. I think he's going to be the guy that Alex Smith looks to on third down or end on first down just to keep moving those sticks. Uh, you know, not the best red zone weapon as of yet, but I feel like he can just uh, keep moving the chains all day long, and I think Kelsey has uh, his biggest season yet. Started off a bit slow last year, but I... Uh, I think you'll have 100-plus catches this season. Cool. Uh, all right, moving on to the Raiders. I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, this is this is pathetic. I'm going to go with <laughs> Eddie Vanderdoes has five sacks. And you want to know why, Scott? Indulge me. Because that's what Eddie Vander does. Can I leave now? <laughs> I just had to stop the drop. Uh <laughs> Stop. Why, Stop. when doing Stop. these bold predictions, even said, I'm just doing this just for the, you know, the pun. It's the greatest name in sports. Anyway, this is funny because I'm looking ahead to what Scott's is, and my, my bold prediction is that... Wow, they could not be <laughs> further apart. <laughs> I have the Raiders missing out on the playoffs altogether. Um, I think last season they were a little bit lucky. I don't think they're going to have a, a, an awful season, but, you know, I guess it is an awful season if they do miss the playoffs, but... Uh, yeah, I see Oakland having a down year and, you know, the hype machine, you know, comes to a screeching halt. Wow. Mm. And Scott, complete opposite to uh, to Woot. Yeah, chuck them number one seed in the AFC. I think they were <laughs> fairly unlucky last year, considering that before the Derek Carr injury, they were on a roll to really do some damage and really only got knocked out of the, the playoffs because of some guy called Matt McGloin who for some reason, is in Philadelphia right now. But they'll finish with a number one seed. I think that defense is strong. Gary and Conley is going to be a great addition to that team. And Derek Carr is going to continue to improve with great weapons around him and Marshawn Lynch. I don't reckon they were lucky at all. I reckon they, were, I reckon they overachieved. They were lucky to win as many games as they did with Derek Carr. That's that's just my two cents. But anyway. All right. Double Thanks. down. Thanks for that. Though. Double down with the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Uh, Scott. I'm going to say that Joey Bosa, in his sophomore campaign, doesn't have a slump. He is going to break Strahan's sack record this year. God damn. I like that. Oh, that's great. Somebody, somebody is going to have to at some point, and Joey Bosa is a machine. They're going to need him to stand strong if they're going to improve, and I reckon he breaks the sack record. Hey, look, look, Woot and Y both want that to happen. We, uh, we, we love the Chargers this year. We love Joey Bosa. Um, yeah, we'd, we'd love for that to happen. It, I mean, it's going to be incredible if it does. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in on Bosa. Um, yep. I have Keenan Allen to have the most receptions in the league last year. Um, you know, obviously awful, awful, awful luck for Keenan Allen once again. Um, but you know, this season, I think. We're all in on the Chargers. We all want them to go well. We all want to see just the organization and Keenan's luck turn around. And he has the ability. He has yeah. the ability to do this. So, Yep. All right. Well, I'm fine with Keenan Allen having all the receptions in the world. As long as? Tyrell Williams takes him in the in the red zone for six. I have Tyrell Williams having 10 touchdowns this year. Tyrell the Gazelle showed uh, a lot in Keenan's that's, absence. You just made that nickname up there. No, it's a real name. It's a real nickname. Google it. Really? Seriously. 
Yeah. Right. It's a great name. Um, yeah, so, you know, obviously Keenan Allen's injury hurt last year, but, you know, one positive and a silver lining from that was the emergence of uh, Tyrell Williams, who really showed that he belongs uh, in this league. He's a, a really good wide receiver, too, for the Chargers, and I think uh, he very much has a chance to uh, score double-digit touchdowns. It's tough, though. They they do like to run it in within, inside the fire with Melvin Gordon, but this is bold predictions. So, you know, no waiting in the kiddie pool. Get into the in the big boy pool. Uh, all right, moving on to the Bengals now, and I'm going to go with uh, a defensive player here. It's easy to, to pick offensive players, but I'm going to go with William Jackson here. I think he leads the AFC in interceptions. Uh, I think he's shown why he was a first-round pick this preseason, and it was very unlucky with injury. Uh, didn't even get to play a snap in the NFL last season. I think he bounces back in a big way for the Bengals and, and proves to be a star for them. Uh, William Jackson leads the AFC in interceptions. Oh, I like it. Um, I've gone the rookie speedster, John Ross, to have a kick return touchdown, a punt return touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. So the young, the young uh, Flash is going to have... Cheater. He's, yeah, he's going to do it all this season. Young Flash, I like that. Young Flash? Yeah. Scotty? I'm going to say that Vontae's perfect in his first game back from his three-game suspension... He's going to punch someone in the face and get suspended immediately again. I might double down and say it's going to be Joel Batonio. <laughs> if I, oh I, I apologise to Joel Batonio and his family, I have nothing it's but respect for you. But like maybe you just anticipate a, uh, a swing. Uh, William Hill build a bet. Uh, <laughs> what's what are the odds on that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, if Perfect comes back and punches Joel Batonio in the face, there needs to be an investigation into Scott, this <laughs> podcast, and everything. I Oh, my God. That's probably your best bowl prediction ever, Scott. And you've had some saucy ones. All right. Uh, go again, Scott, because we're still uh, just trying to find ground here. <laughs> uh, I might go a little bit milder with my uh, my Pittsburgh pick and say that TJ Watt is going to emulate his big brother and he's going to lead – all rookies in sacks this year. Mm. All right. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Not a strong pass rushing class. As much as I love Derek Barnett, and there's a few others in that group that could potentially do a little bit of havoc, but I think I like what the most. Hey, Scott, who went number one overall this year? Uh, that was some guy in Cleveland. Yeah, okay, <laughs> cool. All right, no worries. Um, <laughs> I'm fully aware, but right, okay. I prefer what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You turn down for what? Okay. You turn up for what? Oh, boy. Um, all right. So my bold prediction this year for Pittsburgh is that Big Ben does not miss a game. That hasn't been, you know, Big Ben has missed, what, one game in his last, is it three years? I can't remember the last time he had a full, complete season. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a very long time. I'll double down and say that he... Uh, also throws 35-plus touchdowns, which he's, he's never thrown over 32, I want to say. So, there you go. So, he's not going to miss a game. He's going to have his highest ever touchdown total. Wow. Huge. Uh, I've got Le'Veon Bell throwing a touchdown pass. That's my bowl prediction. Oh, what a... A little ball. bit of trickery. Maybe a two-point conversion instead as well. Maybe I'll just uh, get a bit of insurance with that. But Pats they, they do, like to Pat, play... Oh, Pats. Pitt doesn't uh, mind the old two-point conversion. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think they might get a little bit creative here and uh, pull something out of the vaults and Le'Veon Bell throws a touchdown pass. I mean, we had we had uh, Brad Wing do it in a Steelers jersey, so mm-hmm. who knows. Uh, all right, I'll go with the Ravens now, and I've got Joe Flacco missing three games 
And the Ravens go 0-3 with Ryan Mallett after Colin Kaepernick signs somewhere else, and the Ravens miss the playoffs by one game. You've, you've wanted to say that one for quite some time. For a while. You just want that to happen so bad. Okay. Uh, correct. <laughs> that is correct. <sighs> that is a joke. All right. Baltimore. Uh, mine is that <laughs> I was uh, struggling for Baltimore. <laughs> this, is a, this is a great one. Yeah. So I've got uh, Perryman's hairline will recede yet another two inches, which is, it's, I mean... It's nearly, it's nearly just a mullet. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where we're at. I, I, I struggled. I struggled with the Ravens. Thoughts on that, Scott? I got no comment on that one. <laughs> Nor did anyone else. Oh, so, violence is okay, but receding hairline, I uh, refuse to comment. Yeah, singling out. I, I do violence. have a fantasy team name that picks on a colleague of ours' hairline. So oh, boy. I think that speaks enough. It's a bit below the belt. It is. Actually, it's above it, but okay. All right. Carry on. I think in Baltimore this year, almost... Now, with your pick, why? Is that the first few games that Flacco's going to miss and they're going to start 0-3, or is that just a stretch over the season? Because I have them starting 4-0. and They've got a very easy run to start the year. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and then uh, home against Pittsburgh. They'll start 4-0 and and be one of the hot teams early on. I have the, I have Flacco's back flaring up, uh, you know, week 7 onwards, possibly, and that's where it'll happen. And... By then, Colin Kaepernick signed somewhere else to miss their chance. What week was this that his back's going to flare up? Week seven. Oh, there you go. Throw it out there. Definitely not the start of the year. They're feeling confident and, you know, back injuries. They flare up. Just ask JJ Watt. Oh, goodness. All right, uh, Cleveland. You might get punched in the face in week one by Vontaze Perfect. You never know. Well, he's suspended, so very unlikely. (laughs) You might find a way. You'll find a way. (laughs) Uh, What's your Cleveland Browns prediction other than Joel Petonio getting punched in the face? I was going to say, that's probably the sauciest of them all. I might have just stuck with that. But I think on the sheet I had, Deshaun Kaiser is going to have more yards than both Flacco and Dalton this year. He won't beat Big Ben, but he'll beat the other two. All right. I like that. That's a, that's a pretty good rookie campaign. Um, I have gone with Kenny Britt. Um, I think Cleveland fans would have been uh, quite upset that they didn't... Uh, Try to keep Terrell or try harder to keep Terrell Pryor around, but I think um, Terrell Pryor is going to be completely forgotten in Cleveland after Kenny Britt um, outperforms him uh, over in Washington. So I think Kenny Britt's going to have a, like an awesome season that they're all just going to completely forget about Terrell Pryor. Yeah, I like that. I feel like Kenny Britt is sort of underrated because he played in LA and still did well with. Uh, He's some... always had a trash quarterback. Yeah. So we'll wait and see. Uh, all right, I've got uh, Joe Schobert, uh, the linebacker, who's had an unbelievable preseason. Just keeps just playing out of his skin. I think he makes the Pro Bowl. I think uh, he fits well in Greg Williams' uh, defense, and uh, yeah, I think uh, he has a has a really good uh, season and makes the Pro Bowl. So uh, chips in on Joe Schobert. Uh, I'll move on to the AFC South, and I've got the Houston Texans going from division winner finishing last in the division. I don't buy their offensive line at all. Their quarterback situation concerns me. I know J.J. Watt's back and this defense is legit, but uh, I think uh, some of the other teams will just uh, improve a little bit and then they'll you know, be a little bit less lucky in games than they were last year with Brock Osweiler just, I don't know, somehow managing to pull wins out of his wound. And uh, I'll uh, yeah, I'll have them coming last. All right, cool. I like it. Um, mine's probably not as bold for the uh, Houston Texans. I have Lamar Miller losing his job 
uh, to Dante Foreman or Dante Foreman by week 13. I I just I see him, his career, not career, that's uh, probably, that's too bold that his career is going to end. But I, I see it uh, maybe in maybe in Houston kind of just wasting away now. All over? All over. Cool. Scotty? Or not cool, but yep. <laughs> not cool for Lamar Miller. I'm on the, basically the same wavelength as you guys. I reckon Houston's going to be the only division winner from last year to miss the playoffs in 2017. All the reasons you guys mentioned, I've got no faith in any areas of their uh, team. The defense, while strong, not quite sure if they're going to be able to handle the onslaught of what Tennessee can do. If luck becomes healthy at some point, I think Indianapolis is still going to be strong enough to, to move the ball on them as well. So if that's their strong point, I don't think it's going to carry them very far. Yep. Uh, all right, moving on to uh, Indianapolis, Scott. Uh, I am going to make Joshua Y very happy right now and say that Chuck Pagano does not last the season. I feel like we all had Pagano or something to do with Pagano for last year's bowl prediction and uh, him not lasting. Right, let's look back. So last year, Scott had Luck, had, luck has $5,000 passing. $5,000 $5, passing. $5,000 passing. <laughs> Sorry, I see 5K and I just think cash. 5,000 <laughs> yards passing. Uh, I had... Where are we? I can't see. I had no, no playoffs. I had no playoffs, so go Woot. Yep. Well done. And I had Henry Anderson cracks the PFF top 50 players. Well, that was very wrong. Um, so, no. Injuries. No good. No Paganos at all. Damn. Uh, I think you'd... I had Ryan Grigson as my Wooten Y nominee. So, I feel <laughs> like you could probably drop me from the podcast in all capacity. After well, that. That, that um, is pretty bad. I think your bolder prediction would be that he lasts the season. Am I right? What? Grigson? Yeah. No, Pagano. Oh, Pagano. He's not going to last this season. No, but I'm saying... That's what I'm saying. It's not that bold. He's saying it's almost... It's, it's well, nearly bolder bold. to say that he'll last the season. Come on, mate. Get with the program. Um, he won't make it past week eight. All right, there we go. Let's get bolder. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. That's it. Join us over here in the D-Band. Yeah, do, do, do the Colts play in London this year at all? Can they leave him in London? Oh, please do that. Oh, do they? Just know. do the old Mike Smith. There's plenty of wood to chop in London. Tell you that. Goodness me. Nice guy, though. Yeah, hell of a guy. Lovely man. Great guy. Lovely guy. Can't coach, but lovely. Uh, all right, Woot. Okay. Uh, I have... This is, is probably going to be tough. It's all, it's all dependent on probably week one and how Tolzian goes, but I have um, Brissette, who was recently traded to Indianapolis from the Patriots, um, to go at least 2-0 and at quarterback throughout the year. So not probably straight away, and obviously depending on Locke's health, but I see him at least starting two games and at least starting off 2-0 and at quarterback. Ooh, cool. I'm keen on that. Yeah? Tom Brady spoke very highly of Jacoby Brissett uh, yesterday, which was interesting considering he's only been there a little bit of time and he was sort of the third string. Oh, to be honest, Tom Brady backs. doesn't exactly speak too badly about any Pats. No, I mean, did you listen to that interview where he just couldn't admit that he was friends with Floyd Mayweather? That was the most awkward thing in the world. Uh, all right, my bold prediction for the Colts is I'm going to uh, try and talk myself and get myself excited in our defense by uh, predicting that Quincy Wilson and Malik Hooker combined for five-plus interceptions this year uh, and help the defense improve down the stretch and, and prove that Chris Ballard is the one true man to save the Colts long-term. Bloody hell. All off-season, just ripping on how appalling this defense is, and your bold prediction is that it's going to yeah, be great. <laughs> our defense is bad, but we've got youth. Finally right. got youth. All right, Tennessee, Scott. 
Uh, I've got Marcus Mariota having a career year, which is obviously fairly easy for a third-year player, but he's going to go above 4,500 yards, both passing and rushing, and he's going to break 30 touchdowns. He was dangerously close last year. Uh, He had just under 4,000 yards and 28 touchdowns, I believe, before his broken leg. So add those extra few games on and obviously more weapons, and he's going to hit over 4,500 and the 30 TD mark. Nice. Nice. Josh? Right. I like it. Um, I have... I'm still... I'm on the Mariota bandwagon as well. I have that uh, Marcus will retain the highest red zone uh, touchdown to interception ratio in the league. So, that I mean, he's already looked at... It's pretty much unsustainable how well he performed in the red zone last season. But I see him, you know, backing that up and solidifying that he's, he's, he's clutch when it comes to the red zone. Sweet. It's a different one. I like it. Uh, I've got Derek Henry having more rushing yards than DeMarco Murray this year. I think uh, towards the middle of the season, DeMarco might slow down a little bit, and they just give start to give Derek Henry more of the ball. And then towards the end of the season, Derek picks up momentum, and he's just too hard to keep off the field in early downs. And just so light and nimble on his feet, it'd be hard to keep Derek Henry off the field. So I'm I'm going Derek Henry more rushing yards than DeMarco Murray. All right. Uh, I'll start with Jacksonville, and I mentioned I touched on this earlier when I said Nathan Peterman will have more games than Tyrod Taylor. Part of that is I believe Jacksonville will trade for Tyrod Taylor before the trade deadline this year. Uh, with Blake Bortles struggling, they're off to an 0-3 start. Their defense is keeping them in games, but they need someone to close out games, and they trade for Tyrod. That's been my God. dream all offseason. Oh, that'll be so fun. All right, uh, my Jacksonville Bowl prediction is pretty simple. I have Fournette having an awesome rookie season and making the Pro Bowl. I see. I mean, I think the the Jags are going to have a, a pretty a sad sad year, but Fournette will be their one silver lining that they they smash that first round pick. Sweet, Scott, finish the AFC. Uh- uh, for mine, I reckon that D.D. Westbrook is going to be this year's version of Tyreek Hill. He's going to be the guy who is the most influential rookie on this team. He's insanely talented. A lot of character concerns coming out of the draft, but I think he's going to be able to contribute straight away on special teams. And potentially, once they get rid of Blake Bortles and get a competent quarterback, you can have a very vital role uh, alongside the Allen Keys, and he's going to be easily more influential than Leonard Fournette. Yeah, he's looked, looked pretty good. So as long as he can keep it together... Uh... Uh, off the field and, and all those concerns, and uh, I think he should be fine. All right, we're cruising here. We're gonna we're gonna possibly fit in the nice tight hour here oh if I stop rambling about the time. But uh, uh, I'm gonna start us off with the Dallas Cowboys, first team in the NFC. I've got uh, Chidobi Awuzi making the Pro Bowl. Uh, part of the bowl prediction was me just wanting to say Chidobi Awuzi. I think it's a cool name, but I think he's a great player, very versatile, and I think he'll help the Cowboys' uh, defense. Rally and, and uh, possibly seal a couple of games for them with some picks and some plays, and I think Chidobi Awuzi makes the Pro Bowl. All right, I like that. I also like white receivers, and I have Cole Beasley. I started off at 80, and then I was going to increase it to 90, but why convince me to just, you know, go all out? And so I'm going Cole Beasley to get over 100 receptions. Stay golden, pony boy. I think Dak will, you know, slightly play it a little bit safer this season, and... Beasley's the guy. Beastly. Beastly. There you go. Scott? On your point, why I'm actually really disappointed that Chidobi Awuzi is not going to get to meet Owamak Bay Odigizua this year, considering he's no longer with the Giants. But yep. in the six games, 
in the six games that uh, Dallas will potentially be without Zeke, we'll see what happens there. But if he's out for the full six, I reckon they go two and four in that stretch. And then they obviously go into a uh, week seven bye, I believe. So going into that bye, they're going to be well and truly behind the eight ball. It's a uh, rough start. It's a lot, to, a lot of ground to make up. And it sounds like you have a division rival possibly making the playoffs in your next bowl prediction. Do I? Yes. That would be the New York Giants. I reckon for some strange reason, I know there's plenty of New York Giants fans out there on your Twitter feed earlier that were sort of predicting this, but I reckon that Eli's got at least one more really weird wildcard Super Bowl run within him this year. He's got a great team around him. I think the only weak point is obviously that non-existent uh, offensive line. Eric Flowers, what are you? But I think they could potentially make a move. Uh, to fill that gap. They've got a great defense uh, and they've got great weapons around Eli. All he has to do is just be a noodle arm for a while, manage the game, and they're going to do something really weird this year and potentially might be against the Patriots one more in February. Yep. Wow. There There we go. go. All right. It seems that I'm all in on the rookie class this season, which, you know, it's exciting. strong. It's a strong strong rookie rookie class. class, It's exciting as all hell. So I'm, I'm going... Evan Engram this time is making the Pro Bowl. He's already... He already looks like he's, you know, got the keys to the tight end position in this offense. Yeah, waved Will Ty. So said, said bye bye, Will Ty. Bye bye, Ty. Bye bye, Ty. Bye, Ty. Bye, Ty. What about a Mai Ty? Mm, I just don't mind them. Yeah, it's right. one of my dad's favorite cocktails. There you go. Sunny in a big spot. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, Evan Ingram, he does look like a good red zone weapon for Eli. He does. Yep. Uh, all right. I've got Sterling Shepard finishing with 300 more yards than Brandon Marshall. Everyone seems to be talking about Brandon Marshall, but uh, a lot of the talk is that he's struggling a little bit to pick up the offense, and people forget how versatile Sterling Shepard is and where they can play him and, and move him around, and he can make plays outside and inside, and I feel like he'll uh, he'll play a, a crucial role between the 20s uh, more so than Brandon Marshall. He'll probably play a bigger role in the red zone for them and just freeing up. Shepard and OBJ. So I'm going with uh, Sterling Shepard outperforming Brandon Marshall. Uh, I'll move on to the Redskins now, and I think Jamison Crowder. I'm a chips in on Jamison Crowder this year. I'm a big fan of him. I feel like he finishes with more yards, catches, and touchdowns than Terrell Pryor. I feel like Terrell Pryor is getting a little bit overhyped um, and uh, Crowder a little bit overlooked. So I, uh, I think taking some of the smaller names to outperform bigger, flashier names so far in the NFC East. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of mouths to feed in Washington as well, so I like that. I have that Washington wave, Tress Way, and either sign Aussie Cam Johnson or Sam Irwin Hill. So not another uh, another possible Aussie playing for the Redskins after... Uh, who do they have? I can't, I've gone blank, Scott. You'll Sav Rocker. That's it, Sav Rocker. Thank you. How can you forget the rock? I went blank earlier a week on a... Uh, a reference, a movie reference to Pulp Fiction, and I got slayed today on Twitter. I saw that. and Massively slayed. So Twitter's exploding, yeah. and I'm at work. That's the most mentions just, we've had in ages. I'm thinking, what's going on? And then, yeah, I just saw how many how many followers we lost <laughs> <laughs> because of wise Paul. Apologies. Film knowledge. I mean, we had three pods that day. I went blank. You know. Sorry. I apologize. Uh, all right. Uh, Scott, Washington. I reckon Washington... Uh, in the Jay Gruden era, two of their three years, they finished in the top five for defensive penalty yards allowed. And I reckon this year they're going to lead the league in penalty yards on defense. Damn. Wow. It's getting very specific. That's a very specific one. But 
But I like it when they're specific. All right, Eagles fans. Let's start with your two because mine's a little bit I'm, controversial. I'm not even going to... Yeah. It's not even going to be t- that bold, really. <laughs> All right, Scott. Start us off with Philly. I feel as though we should cut Y out of this segment of the, the podcast because yeah. his, his bold pick is just trash and he's yeah. just trying to troll us. So he's trying to troll us and we don't rip on the Colts. I mean, we're recording just... in my house, so if you guys want to leave, you can. It's cold outside, but, you know, whatever. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles organization has been amazing to the Colts. They gave you Ryan Grigson. So have some respect. Davis, but David I reckon... Flewellen. They did give you David Flewellen. And you gave us Cody Parkey. And that was a fantastic era for the Philadelphia Eagles. But we digress. I reckon that Corey Clement is going to break out and be the team's best running back this year. It's a bit of a crowded room. No one really knows what they're going to do. Garrett Blount, there was question marks whether he was going to make the team at all. There's not really a lead back, but I reckon undrafted free agent Corey Clement has looked great in the preseason. He's going to break out and by the end of the year be the team's RB1. I like that. Uh, Clement is, you know, big dog. He looks good. He looks good. I Mine isn't that bold. I just have written the word playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many... I think people are looking at Dallas and um, Giants, and I, I think people are also looking at Washington's offense as quite good and strong. And uh, kind of forgetting about Philadelphia, and I think Philadelphia can just, you know, play that underdog card and just slowly fly under the radar and make the playoffs. So I think that's bold enough, and I'm, I'd am i be well and truly content with Philly making the playoffs. Yep. Just on your running back room, you've got a, a weird selection of names as running backs. LeGarrant, Wendell, Donnell, just a very... Darren. Sh- Darren's <laughs> fine. Darren and Corey, that makes sense, but just... A Wendell and a Donnell Pumphrey and a Wendell Smallwood. It's just, it's a go through the Colts. I don't know. Frank, Marlon, Marlon. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Great. Here's my controversial uh, bold prediction for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think Carson Wentz has a lower QBR than his uh, fellow draft pick that year, Jared Goff. I feel like Jared Goff will have a higher QBR than Carson Wentz. Not buying the Wentz train at all. What's luck? Now, up? is this just you not buying the Wentz trainer? Are you just sick of all of the hype talk around Carson Wentz? Because I get the feeling that you're just sick of the hot takes and you actually don't have anything against Carson Wentz. No, I think that I just think that Andrew Luck has been either hurt or out of the game for just too long now, and you know people ha- aren't talking about him in the same way they used to because he's kind of just. You know, the, 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 the flashing lights aren't surrounding him anymore. And, you know, some of the talk has gone towards some of these rookie quarterbacks as the next big thing. And Wise not liking it. No, I just, hey, I've hey. seen him overthrow a target as big as Alshon Jeffrey way too many times in the preseason. So, uh, you know, finished finished year quite low in a lot of metrics that I, that I consider. And I've shared them with you, Scott. And I know you've raised some interesting counterpoints. So... Wait and see how this year goes. I just he finished and the year now, very slowly. And now for the mid bold prediction, Wentz debate. <laughs> but, hey, hey Woot, yeah, Woot, yeah. remember that time <clears throat> that Andrew Luck had a fantastic rookie campaign, made the playoffs. There was an AFC Championship game in there. Yeah. And then he met Josh Wine. He hasn't been the same since. That is a fascinating point, and I wish that that is, there is a direct there is a there is a direct correlation between meeting Joshua Y in a hotel lobby. And a serious career regression for Andrew Luck. We can map it out if you want. <laughs> that uh, oh boy, there we go. That's, you know what? Thanks, Josh. Thanks for uh, so thanks is, for going to meet that, up with him. Is that Scott's uh, entry f- for the conspiracy club? Oh, he's in. He's in. He's a okay. foundation member, Scotty. All right. 
Let's move on before <laughs> we uh, put our foil hats on and get into more uh, NFL conspiracies. I've got uh, Buddha Baker having multiple interceptions, multiple sacks, multiple forced fumbles, and multiple fumble recoveries for Arizona this year. He's going to make plays, man. He's a player. Go and make plays. As, as John Gruden says, man, this guy's a football player. And that's what Buddha Baker is. All right, cool. I struggled with Arizona, and I just so I just went real bold. And just when they're going to make the NFC playoff game. Man, Will Brinson at CBS has charges Arizona and his Super Bowl picks at CBS. Really? He, yeah, he's just, he doesn't care. Like, he's a he's kind of, of just he's a com- Yeah, he's but, a comedian. But I, I would love that. That would be a hell of a game. Uh, yeah, I know. Philip Rivers, Bruce Arians, like, Carson Palmer, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon. At that the end of the great. day, at the end of the day, yes, there's, you know, some bad teams in the league. But I'm excited with any Super Bowl. Just yep. any matchup. But yeah, NFC... NFC playoff game, I think that would be, that's pretty, pretty bloody bold. Yep. Are we saying the NFC championship or just an NFC playoff game? Because a playoff game is very Sorry. ambiguous. <clears throat> you wrote the wrong thing. I did write I... the wrong thing. I'm talking about championship game. Cool. Uh, all right, Scott. I'd be more surprised if they made an AFC playoff game. Um, I've got Arizona. By mid-December, I think Carson Palmer is going to be falling apart. They're going to have him out there sort of weekend at Bernie-style marionette. And the people around the, the area of Arizona are going to be watching a lot of Pac-12 football this year, and they're going to see names like Darnold and Rosen and Browning. And I reckon the hype is going to be so high that we're going to see at least one, at least one custom-made fan jersey with one of those three names on it, a bit premature before the draft. Okay. I'm not sure about Browning, but okay. Gross. Yeah. I'm just listing the quarterbacks in the division in the, in the Pac-12. Okay, there we go. I'm not calling. I'm not calling on the same level as Darnold and Rose. I'm going to say they're going to see this guy firsthand, and they're going to know he's better than Carson Palmer. All right, moving on to Seattle, Scott. Uh, I think Seattle. Talking about crowded rooms uh, with Philadelphia, I reckon they're going to trade Thomas Rawls to Baltimore. Baltimore is in serious need of a running back, and I reckon that Thomas Rawls they're going to they're going to cash in on that one kind of good season he had a few years ago, and they're going to ship him off to Harbor. Interesting. I don't mind that. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I, I have uh, Terrence West in fantasy, so I kind of just want Rolls to stay right where he is. Yep. Knowing Scott's track record with more <coughs> predictions, not yeah, highly likely. <laughs> I'm safe. Yep. Okay, uh, I have Lacey, the big man. Uh, there's been a lot of skepticism about how he's going to perform this year in the whole running, big, running back situation. But I have... Lacey refining that form and just leading the league in touchdowns. Wow. So the the fat Eddie. Fat Eddie gonna eat. Fat, <laughs> fat Eddie gonna stay fat. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Alright. I've got Seattle's defense uh shutting out opponents twice this season. Um I think I'm a big believer in their defense. Uh, I've said multiple times that they've had now eight they've got eight starters that have played in the Pro Bowl and I think uh yeah, I think they hold two opponents to zero. So I'm expecting two shutout victories for the Seattle defense. They play San Fran twice, the Rams twice. So highly highly likely that they can get, get at least one, but two. That's bold. All right. Uh, San Fran, I'll start us off. I've got Pierre Garçon leading the league in receptions. Uh, we've seen him do it in Kyle Shanahan's offense. They just uh, got rid of uh, Jeremy Curley. Garçon is the guy for the 49ers this year. I completely agree. That's why he's in my fantasy team. Um, I have another Aussie, uh, another Aussie prediction. 
Solomon Tom- Thomas, our boy, friend of the podcast. Yep. Five plus sacks. Vegemite enthusiast. I say five plus, five or more, will be, I'll be perfectly fine yep. with. To be honest, three I'll be happy with, but yep. he's going to eat. You'll be a happy little Vegemite with five sacks. There you go. Scotty. Uh, this was one I just threw in at the last minute because I couldn't think of anything for a very uninspiring team. Let's say Ruben Foster is going to be the defensive rookie of the year. Wow. I said that on our preview podcast. So there you go. So not so bold. But no, it's I bold. Agree. I think it's, it's bold. It's mild. It's mild. You can't be bold all the time. Sometimes you just got to be sensible. But at the all same right. time, there's Miles Garrett, and that is pretty bold yep. considering that Miles Garrett is a beast. Yep. What about LA or the other LA? The other LA, I reckon that post one, uh, sorry, post year one of Fisher, the team is going to break the seven and nine ceiling and go eight and eight. <laughs> I like it. Just one one last fu to Jeff Fisher. Like, you know what? Now that you're not here, we're just going to get that one little game better. They're going to have the uh, the JJ Watt season eight and eight. Um, jump me why? I've actually accidentally just deleted it because I wrote the wrong thing down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh, I did see what you've written down And that would be very, very bold indeed um, Oh my goodness How about just read it out? I think it's fine um, <laughs> If it happens, it happens um, You know, CJ Bethard might push Hoyer out the door Who knows? <laughs> okay, considering we just had San Fran I was writing in the wrong spot And I wrote Hoyer plus 4,000 yards yeah. So if he does that for the Rams, holy amazing. Crap. <laughs> um, what's right, the... I'll go. I'll go you with go. Aaron Donald breaks the sack record despite missing the first two games of the season for part of his holdout. I feel like the holdout will make him hungry, and he'll just jump right in and Wade Phillips' defense and break the sack record, chase down Joey Joey Bosa and just break it. <sighs> All right. Well, I'll one up you. I'll I'll stay with Aaron Donald because yep. I'm a bit of a homer. I I think that he will he will miss some games. Yep. He'll continue to sit out, and then he'll win Defensive Player of the Year. All right. Okay. Cool. Yep, cool. All right, uh, moving on to the Packers. Scotty. I have got Aaron Rodgers' mustache winning league MVP this year. Brilliant. Just the mustache? Just the mustache. Just, just the mustache. Okay. Hope he keeps it all year. Looks cool. Brilliant. Uh, all right, Josh. Okay. I have uh, T.Y. Montgomery. Or t- Ty Montgomery. Uh, <laughs> being a top five fantasy running back this season, I think people see him as you know, kind of a stopgap, but I see him as the real deal, and he'll be a top five fantasy running back. Cool. Uh, I have Jordy Nelson averaging a touchdown a game. Uh, I feel like he really finished the season strong, and his connection with Aaron Rodgers is just so good. It's probably the best quarterback wide receiver combo in the league and I think he'll uh, he'll have 16 touchdowns this season and average a touchdown a game. Alright, uh, right, let's start us off with the Bears. I think Tariq Cohen will finish with more yards from scrimmage than Jordan Howard. Uh, he's an electric back on third downs and I feel like he'll uh, overtake Jordan Howard on third downs and uh, finish with more yards and he'll chip in a little bit in special teams as well and just push him over the edge. Alright, well I, I have a I just had the worst thing there as well, so we'll just <laughs> I'm writing with the You had Breeze minus five thousand. <laughs> I was writing in the wrong line, obviously. Yeah. Um okay. Uh I have Jordan Howard improving on every stat last from last season, so he's gonna improve in rushing yards and receiving yards okay. and touchdowns. So everything better. Everything better. 
All right. Uh, Scott? I reckon that Mike Glennon and Blake Bortles are going to have an intense fight for the league leader in interceptions per game, and our boy Mike the Neck Glennon is going to win that by a neck. <laughs> wow. I, I originally had... <laughs> a fairly sizable neck. You might win it by about 20 or so interceptions, but it would be by a, a Glennon neck. I originally had a bold prediction for Chicago written down weeks ago. It was that a center would snap the ball over Mike Glennon's neck, but then it happened in the preseason, so we had to had to move on. Wow. Yep. Uh, all right, Minnesota. You've got, I got... Uh, dueling Teddy Bridgewater predictions <clears throat> here. Scott. This is going to be very interesting. Dueling Teddy's. Um, we got dueling Teddy's. I actually originally had uh, Bradford having a really good season and pushing Teddy Bridgewater out the door, but I reckon that Teddy is going to be pushed out the door by the medical team. He's going to retire for medical reasons. That knee is not going to come up. Last reports weren't great, and I'm going to be bold and say that uh, by halfway through this year, Teddy will wave goodbye to his professional career. That's sad. You're a horrible person, Scott. Yeah, it's pretty... That's, That's not bad. even the worst thing I've said on the pod. I said Joel Batonio is going to get punched in the yeah, face. Yeah, but he'll recover from that. That's fine. Yeah, he plays football. He gets hit in the head for a living. Like, we're really what's hope- new? <laughs> well, I'm going to go the more optimistic and positive uh, route. God, I love you, Luke. Thanks, mate. I have uh, Teddy starting a game, so he'll uh, he'll be back before season's end, and they'll 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 roll him out there. Hey, Teddy will win a game. There we go. Teddy will win a game. Roll him out there in a wheelchair (sighs) and still win a game. That's bold, Josh. Well done. Just still throw deeper than bloody Bradford. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've got. uh, I'll I'll shift focus and go defense. Three players will have double digit sacks this year. Name them. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Daniel Hunter. Obviously, yeah, Daniel Hunter, Everson Griffin, and uh, Anthony Barr. All right, then I like them. Yep. All right, uh, I'll go to. Part Eric Nair. More of a tackle machine. Uh, I'll go Marvin Jones leads the team in receiving yards for the Detroit Lions. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm going to have that just after, you know, too many Hail Marys and things like that. They're just, they're going to, they're going to sweep the packs. Okay. You had the packs got you 14 to 2 yesterday. And they're the two. They're the two. <laughs> That's bold. Uh, all right, Detroit, uh, Scott. I'm going to say Eric Ebron finishes top five in tight ends for fantasy this year. Okay. You didn't write tight ends in your thing, and I was like, wow, that's hugely bold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David Johnson, Eric Ebron, Le'Veon Bell. No, it's just it's like outperforming quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. All right, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, I'll kick us off here. I've got Deion Jones leading the league in tackles. Uh, he was, you know, the top, in, I think in the top 20 last year as a rookie, and I feel like he's only going to get better, and this defense has swarmed to the ball, and I think Deion Jones has a a very good chance to lead the league in tackles. You've definitely uh, compensated for my lack of any defensive predictions. Yeah, I thought I'd mix it up a little Thanks, bit. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Um, perfect compliment, the oh. Wooten Wise Show. Yep. Um, I have... Olive Theory in full flight. There you go. Leads the league in tackles. I have Julio getting over 2,000 yards receiving. There we go. So the big man. Scotty, too hotty, what do you want? What do I want? Yeah. I want Keanu Neal to lead the league in interceptions because that's what I have as my bold pick. And so. he wants it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, New Orleans, Scott, kick us off. Uh, I reckon that New Orleans is not going to miss Brandon Cooks at all. They've replaced him with Ted Ginn, and he's going to finish with more touchdowns than Cooks this year. Okay. Well, I, I mean, 
I still see Brandon Cooks as a far superior player. It was just <laughs> I, I think we all do, but I still just but think... More, more mouths to feed in New England, so, you know, it's not that... Exactly right. And Dorsett just came in. And Sneed's out for three weeks. So. All right, yeah. cool. I like it, Scott. The gap's been bridged. Uh, I mean, Scott already blew up my prediction for this one. Yeah. Uh, I have Drew Brees minus 5,000 yards, which I... Wait, how does that work? Drew... Minus 5,000 no, or sorry. under 5,000? <laughs> under 5,000. <laughs> Minus five thousand. That's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I mean, <laughs> our wicket. Ke- I mean, our wicketkeeper had negative twenty-one runs the other day against Bangladesh because he had like three and then nineteen leg buys or something. So, um, oh god, <laughs> the New Orleans prediction in this has just been shocking. But yeah. I have Breeze under five thousand yards, which is rare. Which is rare considering, you don't know how prolific that Breeze is, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think they're going to lean heavier, heavier on the run on with the, the run. with the three headed uh, mm-hmm. monster in uh, Ingram, Peterson, and uh, That's Alvin it. Kamara. Uh, all right, I've gone defense again just to compliment you all. Uh, Marshawn Latterman, Latterman, Lattimore. Did I stutter? Will lead all rookies in interceptions this year. Uh, we're a big fan of Lattimore, aren't we, Woot? And uh, we expect sure. big things from the from the man. Uh, all right, uh, let's go with uh, Tampa Bay as we as we finish the final countdown here on our 96 bowl predictions. I've got Miko Grimes appearing on the Around the NFL podcast to settle her beef with Greg Rosenthal once and for all. And I loved that, yep. so I've just raised it. Okay, we're going to get Miko Grimes on the Wooten Y show. Okay, that, I am I am down. By the end of the season, we're just going to everyone help us. We want we Mik- would have to probably put a lock on it. Because we have gone 270 episodes of uh, uh, family, f- family <laughs> friendly, and we've we've bleeped out a lot of swear words. Um, I feel like a lot of the Miko Grimes interview may not be, uh, you know, listenable. We can put a pre warning. Yeah, we could. Do that. <laughs> and I love that Scott has just updated his. Okay. <laughs> um, I I think we could reach out to Shannon from NFL Films and get in contact with Miko. So I think we could actually do this. All right, let's do it. You're guaranteed one possibly right. How good. All right. Scott. Scott. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad not being part of the Miko Grimes party. So I got Miko Grimes winning the NFC South. Uh, in reality, the real pick was the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the South. Yep. Uh, I just feel like it's their year. This is a division apart from Carolina winning it two years in a row uh, in fifteen. Oh, sorry, fourteen and fifteen. No one's ever repeated as champions, so it's Tampa Bay's turn this year. All right. Um, bef- remind me before we approach Miko Grimes to just do a Twitter search on our tweets involving Miko Grimes and remind me to delete them um, in case we've said anything. No, we've always her. just said how much we love Miko Grimes okay, anyway. Okay, cool. Um, we have recently, uh, early on when she got arrested, things like maybe not so much. Um, all right, uh, last team on the agenda. Scott, start us off. I'm going to go with the glamour rookie in Carolina that's not CMC. I reckon Curtis Samuel is going to have a receiving and a return touchdown in the same game at some point this year. Cool. I like, I like that. Yeah. He's a... Curtis Samuel's a... He's had a rough couple of weeks. He's had a few injuries and things, so uh, hopefully he can just get healthy. Yeah. Um, okay. Almost a forgotten man. I'm though. going CMC, Christian McCaffrey, that don't oh, know yeah. the cool nickname. We love him. So I've... Uh, CMC's gone, all right, I see you, John Ross, and your punt return, kick return, and receiving touchdown, and I'm going to raise you a kick return touchdown, a punt return touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. He's going to do it all this season. He's going to have it all. Yeah, that's Why it. Why not add a throwing touchdown? Just the five. <sighs> no, because that's uh, sophomore season. 
do you honestly, if you think about his career, do you think he could do all four of those in one game? Of course he could. The yeah. man, the, the man's amazing. But yeah, unbelievable. Let's just hope that he does it this season. All right. So after uh, some a lot of serious ones, I've I've gone light in the last two. Obviously with Miko Grimes. My last bold prediction is that Carolina is revealed as the team for all or nothing this year. Uh, we get an inside look at Christian McCaffrey's rookie year, Cam Newton dealing with the shoulder injury, and his uh, bounce back to MVP form. No, I do not. I w- I really wish I do. We must be I able am... to find this out. We must be able to see cameras in the background. Yeah, I I was thinking about that after I made this pick on the way home, and I was like, I wonder if anyone's noticed, you know, the presence of, you know, the the uh, NFL Films crew around, but. You know, they're always at games for sound effects and, and various other things that people are just expected. It's just part of the norm now. So uh, we'll wait and see. But I remember last year they did get all that extra footage because they were at the Rams for Hard Knocks, whereas All or Nothing only had a little bit of the off-season, uh, pre-season when stuff. It, when is this announced? Not sure. So we'll wait and see. I really wish I had Ipsado Fish, but Carolina would be a team that I'd like to see. Yes. I, there's a lot of teams I'd like to see, to be yeah. honest. But yes, Carolina with... Uh with the, with the amount of characters that are in this team would be great. Yeah, Cam, Kelvin, it'd be cool. All right, uh, that wraps up. Another all, bold prediction. All We'll yeah. be doing this again next year. Not so bold. With Scotty. It's a bold strategy, here as always, boys. Scott, uh, before we let you go, uh, just a, a Super let Bowl prediction from, for, uh, from you. Not so bold, but just a Super Bowl prediction and just over, overall thoughts on the season, and then we'll... Uh, Throw in your uh, Twitter handle and where people can follow you, and we'll wrap things up. Well, I think bye bye bowl picks. I'm going to have to go with. I think I had New York in there, and let's say Oakland in the AFC. So Giants and Oakland in the Super Bowl. Uh, wow, my golly, that is bold. Okay, that's cool. Are, are we bold, doing? Are bold we doing dish. bold predictions Super Bowl picks? All right, may as well. All right, Scott's going to. Oh, you go. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go with Will Brinson's. I'll take the Chargers and Arizona Cardinals in the in the playoffs. I think that'd it. be really fun. Uh, all right. I'll I'll go uh, a Chargers Carolina. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you yep. like that? Yep. You like that? All right, uh, Scott. Chargers thanks Carolina. again for uh, joining us. And uh, where can people find you and your musings on Twitter and and the world? Uh, well, I'm not going to attempt to say what my Twitter handle is. I haven't Twiddle. changed it to. Yeah, my Twiddle. I haven't, changed, that I haven't changed it to Scott Shandle yet. I think that was what we were going to do on the last podcast. <laughs> that was a great, one of the great Wooten Wine moments was Scott Shandle. Um, but you can find me at Sportrepreneur. Probably easier is just to follow you guys and you'll see me tagged in plenty of stuff. Oh, I comment God. a lot of your stuff. Yep. I'm still laughing at the Shandle thing. The Scott Shandle. It has one, to. One, it has of the, one of the greats. Um, yeah, so... Scott, thank you very much for all your time and effort in putting these bold predictions. I know you enjoy Our it. Prayers so, to Batonia. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> really hoping your uh, your Cincinnati bold prediction is is could be further from the truth. Same with your Teddy Bridgewater one, but uh, we look forward to some, especially involving Miko Grimes, uh, coming true. I'll be really disappointed if he punches Kevin Zeitler instead, and I was like really close to like the most <laughs> bold pick. <laughs> Don't worry about Zeitler. Just worry about Scott's prediction. Go get the Tony. So close wrong. Wow. <laughs> some sort of vendetta against Joel Batonia. All right. Anyway, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at JYAFL. You can follow me at This Is Woot. And you can follow the show at Woot and Why. And you can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, and Audio Boom. Remember, iTunes reviews dated in 2017. Go in the draw for signed merchandise. Do it. Woo! Bye, Bye Scott. Just do it. See ya.